0: Hello and welcome to the All Things Rugby League slash shortball preview of the NRL Grand Final, the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Penrith Panthers. In this one, me, Jacob and Dylan go through our thoughts on the Grand Final and uh, analyse stats in order to place our opinions on this NRL Grand Final and how it goes. Sit back and enjoy. Half. The ball comes back to Stuart, they float across the line, it comes to Linda, back inside it comes to the one tail. then the ball back to Stuart,
1: they've got an overlap. On straight through, he comes to Where are the he's over he's looking for ready he's still going, Stewart, he it to it's a great and
0: Hello and welcome to the All Things Rugby League podcast. I am your host, Big Glaz. Uh, we're going to be going through some of the grand final news. I've got the shortball podcast boys up here. How are you guys?
2: Yeah, good, mate. Going good. Um, bit, bit keen for the uh, grand final coming up. It's the week we've all been waiting for. Dill, how are you going, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm good. A lot of excitement, a lot of buzz around social media and just uh, around my family, obviously being a foot, big footy family, but super keen, super excited for this week of rugby league. Yeah, it's going to be a really great one.
0: Well, let's get started here. I've got a bunch of stats uh, and just a bunch of uh, notes here about the grand final, really going in depth here. So you may as well get started. It is 307 games since Benji Marshall's last grand final. That is just hectic, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I think I saw on Random Stats Guy, he made a post about... um. He, it was the most uh, years in between his first and uh, second grand final. And I think I also noticed another stat there that where uh, of all those top five guys with the most years between that either one, won both or lost both. So that might be another, another sort of thing to watch out for as we come into this week, there's, there's obviously a few stats going around sort of supporting the bunnies Um, if you, if you want to read too much into that sort of stuff, but Um, Benji's a he's one of the best the game seen and uh, obviously the the flick pass has sort of revolutionized the the game and sort of the the step that he um I think everybody's practiced a Benji Marshall step into a flick pass or that sort of thing in the backyard but he's one of the greats of the game and I'd love to see him farewell to a grand final win totally Dylan what are your thoughts brother
1: yeah, obviously, 307 games. Not many people even get to play 307 games in their career. And to have that um, factor, 307 games since he last played a grand final, not many people even get to play a grand final. So it's a extraordinary number, but it just shows the class of who Benji is. And I think he said in a uh, conference that he could, his body feels fine to play on another year. Obviously a bit of talk about his career next year up in the air, but as Jacob said, he's one of them players that the kids just love to watch. You practice his flick pass, you practice his step. He's, He's just one of them players that have such a massive impact on the game to everyone.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I think that it is going to be a huge game for Benji Marshall, and the thing is, as well, there's been a lot of talk about Adam Reynolds and that he's not really a hundred percent. And that's a scary thought for the South Sydney Rabbitohs coming into this one, considering it's going to be a huge, huge halves battle. Um, but I guess in in a sense, they sort of need that leader out there and in, in Adam Reynolds. What do you guys? What are you guys' thoughts on that?
2: Um, look, personally, I don't see it as uh, I think the only thing could be is if it comes down to a tight game and it's decided by goal kicking then that might be where the biggest problem is if you've got Blake Taft kicking rather than Adam Reynolds but I think Cody Walker did a phenomenal job in the prelim final against Bunny, uh against Manly sorry uh where he sort of he he played really good in controlling the game his kicking game obviously not as good as Adam Reynolds and it wasn't as good in that game but he done a good enough job to lead the Bunnies around the park it's going to be a lot tougher up against Penrith obviously but Look, if Adam Reynolds can just sort of play uh, a behind-the-scenes role, that's good enough. Um, You you think Cooper Cronk in uh, 2018, I think it was, up against a storm with a busted shoulder. All he was doing was just steering them around, and that that worked a treat for them. So uh, I think Cody Walker can control a lot of the kicking, and he can do a lot of that sort of stuff if he's um, he's on his game. And I think the main problem is going to be goal-kicking if – But I think Blake Taft can step up under the pressure. You don't know. It's one of those grand finals where you just don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, totally. Dylan, what are are your thoughts, brother?
1: Yeah, obviously, Reynolds, probably many people could say top three with how he kicks in the NRL and positional kick and where he finishes sets. That's obviously going to be massive this week. And I feel like Cody Walker's really stepped up his game in that way. I feel like Adam Reynolds has really helped him out in becoming a game manager. But he's also got that X factor to run, knows when to pass, knows when to kick and finds the line for his teammate. But Adam Reynolds is going to play such a massive toll in the outcome of this. As Jacob said, it could go down to a two points and Adam Reynolds being one of the best goal kickers in the game, it could result good or bad for the Rabbitohs. So we'll just have to wait and see how he turns out to be on Sunday.
0: Yeah, totally. And Jacob, you used that example of Cooper Cronk. I think that's a perfect example there as well. I had that there in my notes. I think that um, if, if Adam Reynolds is going to be that game managing type of player, uh, especially in this grand final. I think it is going to be huge for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And then you've also got a guy like Benji Marshall coming off the bench. I mean, it, it really, really lucky there for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And, you know, who knows if Adam Reynolds is a bit busted up, Benji Marshall can always come on. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is going to be a really interesting game. And and as you guys said, it's, you just don't know. Uh, in these sort of games. And I think it's going to be a big night for Cody Walker as well. I think with the game he had last week, he's going to have that pressure on him to play a really good game again this week. Uh, And I think that he's going to do that for sure.
2: Yeah, Cody Walker's a freak. Um, He's proved all year that he's the best 5'8 in the competition right now. Um it's a, it's a battle I'm very keen to see is the sort of Cody Walker versus Jerome Luai. If Jerome Luai can uh, get his form back, it's going to be a very interesting battle. Uh, obviously, two X-factor players, two guys that, that can really break, uh, break a defensive line open. I just wanted to also touch back on um, Benji Marshall coming off the bench and to potentially sort of replace Adam Reynolds if he's banged up. Benji Marshall has been such a good signing for the Rabbitohs just coming off the bench like people said oh well it won't work or he he'll only come on play 10 minutes whatever as he, he's a backup half with a lot of experience first of all and a lot of the a lot of the things that he can do is in a mentor sort of role for those guys and I think it's really shown uh for the Rabbitohs so far uh this year that Benji's really uh left his fingerprints on this side and uh, sort of helped guide the team around and say Adam Reynolds does get um does get injured or re-injures that groin has to come off you got Benji Marshall sitting in the reserves a bloke who's been there and done that and a bloke who's played more than 300 games he's he's a freak so that's I think that's been one of uh, South Sydney's best signings this year and yeah Cody Walker in for in for a massive one I think um, that will be a very interesting battle the the Sixers battle 100% yeah for sure
1: yeah, Cody Walker obviously used both touch on it. He was the 5'8 of the year for a reason. He was in the top five in the running for M for a reason. He's just one of them players that, as Wayne Bennett said, you just can't coach what he's got and he's got a lot of talent. As I said, whether he's been able to kick, pass, set up a try, break a bust a tackle himself, he just knows what to do and when to do it. And he's obviously a big game player going around at the moment. Many thought he should have been there for Origin and Freddie probably looking at his time. Back If he had it again, he'd probably slot Cody Walker in there for sure. But he's obviously in for a big game. He said he's ready for this game. I feel like he's ready for this game. He's had a wonderful preparation, wonderful season, and it all comes down to what he does on Sunday.
0: Yeah, totally. And a guy that uh, won't really be talked about, but then again, uh, he's had a really great uh, back end of the season. Blake Taft, it's his eighth NRL game. He comes into this one the least experienced player to ever play a grand final. And the last time he versus Penrith, he played really, really well. So I think Blake Taft is in for a really good game, depending on who wins the forward battle. And I think that that's what this game comes down to. There's only a halves battle if there's a forward battle. And I think that if the forwards really win the ruck, depending on who's Forwards are winning the rock. I think it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, that's the team that wins this game, I think, because once the forwards are moving, the halves are moving as well.
2: Uh, and I think that's when Blake Taff will really turn on and play some of his best footy. Yeah, I think um, we we're talking to Craig Gower yesterday on the podcast that's coming out today. Um, he. Uh, said that the forwards battle is going to be the key thing in it, and it's a key thing in every single grand final. It's whoever can gain the ascendancy and whoever has the momentum will generally be the side that comes out and wins it. Um, I think that's why I've just got Penrith winning. I think uh, the Rabbitohs forward pack, although it's good and it has been good uh, the sort of second half of the season, I do think it's a bit on the smaller side, well, at least compared to Penrith. So I think uh, Penrith will be able to win that battle. I think Blake Taff is a guy who I've sort of got for as a sort of smoky for uh, Clive Churchill medalist. Um, I think he's a guy that uh, if he can get on the front foot early, like I know he's absorbed pressure really well uh, throughout this final series. And it's all come off the back of the first 20 minutes. He's sort of been a bit dodgy. And he's uh, you think back to against the uh, Seagulls, he made a few errors and he was sort of looking a bit, uh, sketchy with the ball in hand, and then he built into it. And the similar thing with the Panthers game, he dropped a high ball, looked a little bit shaky under the next one, and uh, really worked into his game. I think if he can get onto the front foot early, uh, he can really break open this game and be one of uh, Rabado's crucial players, especially as a fullback, which, as we know, is one of the one of the key positions in this competition.
1: Yeah, definitely. As you just said, Jacob, fullback's probably one of the most influential players on the field. And we sort of, many people have been talking about Sias going into the grand finals, no Luttrell, they're writing them off. And so they should. Luttrell's obviously a great player. But the way, as you said, Blake Taft's absorbed the pressure and just taking these final series by the scruff of the neck and said, this is my final series. I want to prove to all these people doubting me that I can stand up in the big moments. And we sort of set a weakness, into the first game against Penrith, clear his bombs he knocked one on but I thought that gave him a lot of confidence and he bounced back from nicely from that I reckon he's probably got one of the best kick returns in the game the way he tacks the ball at speed and just runs his heart out and leaves it all on the field I feel like it's a phenomenal trait to have leading into a grand final and everybody's talking about pressure I feel like he's just going out there to do a job for his mates and do a job for the South Sydney fans and if he can do that and turn up again this week it's going to be a good night for Blake tough
0: and the bunnies yeah i bloody hope so i'm a south fan myself so i am praying that they win this one um but yeah look blake tough he it is really comes down to how he plays how cody walker handles all the pressure um how adam reynolds leads those players in the park and really that forwards battle is just crucial in a grand final yeah.
2: um i'll just add something i'll just add something there as well a lot of what Blake Taff will be able to do will come off the back of what Cody Walker does inside him. I think, um, as Dylan touched on, his kick returns are uh, very impressive. It's going to be... He's probably going to have to start most of their sets because we know Panthers will be targeting targeting him. And I think he he loves that sort of pressure and he runs into the line uh, very intensely. Uh, so that's probably the, the appropriate word to use for him. Uh, but I think Cody Walker on his inside will be able to create a lot of space for him. And that's going to be also very important in allowing Blake Taft to play his game is the way Cody Walker plays. Yeah, no, I can
0: totally agree with that. I think that uh, Cody Walker really does see the game differently to a lot of other halves in the competition. And I think that just his X factor that he's displaying at the moment, it is really going to be crucial in this game. And he does make a lot of the guys around him look even better as well. So it is just going to be... A huge game, Penrith Panthers, South Sydney Rabbitos. Predicted scoreline and winner. Now, look, um, I think that the Souths could win this one. I think uh, it, as a well, – look, I, I'm not being – not Just biased, go, not, just not go biased. South
2: by 30, mate. Just stick, oh. Just stick to your
0: guns. Mate, I wish, I wish, but um, I'm not being biased. I'm, I'm being, uh, I, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible, but I do think South win this one purely just off the back of Cody Walker. As I said, depending on if Adam Reynolds has a similar role to the likes of Cooper Cronk uh, in that 2018 grand final, look, honestly, it, anything could happen. As i am said, I'm trying not to be biased. I'm trying not to be biased. It's definitely not 30 plus. Um, I do think it's a one-point game, so... If I'm going scoreline 25-24, and I think that uh, goal uh, field goal for South City Rabbitohs, I'm trying to think. If Adam Reynolds can't kick it uh, for... Blake Taff.
2: Probably Blake, Blake Taff, Taff to yeah. secure the Clive Churchill.
0: I bloody hope so, mate. I bloody hope so. Um, what about you? What's your pretty
2: scoreline and winner? Uh, this is one of those games which I find incredibly hard to pick because... Um, I mean, give the, give me this matchup eight weeks ago, and I say Panthers easy. But um, now the Rabbitohs have really turned up and they've clicked into gear. They obviously beat Panthers in week one. Uh, the Panthers, like, I've been saying this the last two, three weeks, but they've surely got to be buggered by now. Like, the, the fatigue has surely got to set in. But I just think they're too classy of a side. and I think it'll be another tough grindy matchup and it's just one more game that the fresh legs of the pen. Well, not the fresh legs, but the uh, young legs of the Penrith Panthers will be up for. I think they make it a real physical contest. I think it's a low scoring game. I'm going to say Penrith win 14 to 12. Um, I just think that the Panthers are just, just going to be too good for them and they're going to make it a real physical contest as they have had this whole final series. And I think, I think as well, um, I think
0: Panthers do have that advantage of Nathan Cleary and that goal kicking as well. So look, it is going to be a tough battle,
2: really tough one. I'm going to, I'm going to call it now based on the way these referees are going. There's going to be a very controversial penalty in the last five minutes where Nathan Cleary just puts them between the sticks. All right. I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch for that one. Um, What about
0: you, Dylan? Predicted scoreline and winner.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, but I've got to go same as Jacob. I'm leaning towards Penrith. I feel like they're not going to lose two in a row, this young Penrith side. And I feel like Nathan Cleary's X Factor is just going to close that little gap between them out. I was looking through the team list the other day when they came out, and I was sort of going through position by position. And I look at Dylan Edwards, Blake Taft, they're virtually the same players. What Edwards has done recently and what Taft's done has been superb. And it continues through the whole team list, but I feel like a Nathan Cleary field goal within the last 10 minutes, just levels it, uh, levels it out and gives Penrith that edge and they win
0: 19-18. Yeah, wow, nice. Um, no apology needed, mate. I'll, I'll just <laughs> cop that one on the chin. Um, but yeah, no, totally. I think Penrith are definitely capable of winning this, uh, winning this game. Uh, and as unbiased as I can possibly be, I'm uh, not only praying, but I do predict that South win this game by at least one point. And, yeah, well, I guess it will be Black like, Tuff kicking the field goal if anyone, uh, depending on if Adam Reynolds still has a faulty groin coming into this one. Uh, Clive Churchill winner. Now, I've got two here. I've got two players that I reckon um, for South, and I reckon that is going to be either Cameron Murray or it is going to be uh, Cody Walker. Now, we've seen it in the past with lock Forwards getting uh, Clive Churchill's after grand finals for South. Um, just go back to the most recent one, Sam Burgess got that Clive Churchill medal and had a huge game for the South Sydney Rabbitohs in that one. Uh, so I do think Cameron Murray's a big chance. He had a huge game the other week uh, against the Manly Seagulls. And I think that if he carries on that form he's going to be electric he's been a fantastic player this year uh cameron murray and then you look at cody walker as well and just the year that he's had obviously dally m5-8 of the year really really hoping that he has a big game and i reckon he will too and that's going to secure him the clive churchill for me however if panthers win you got to go with nathan cleary and i think that if panthers win it's going to be off his uh back and, and what he does in this game what about you jacob what are your thoughts
2: um, I like the uh, Cam Murray pick because I think he's the best lock in the competition. I think he's really important to South Sydney's success. But um, I'm going to play both sides here. I'm going to pick one from Penrith and I'm going to pick one from South because, honestly, I can't pick. I can't pick this game. It's really yeah. just based on instinct that I've gone Penrith. But for Penrith, if they win, I think it's going to be off the back of uh, Appy Coruscant. I think he's their only premiership experience uh, in that side. He's the only one to have won a comp. And uh, he's so important to the Panthers' success out of dummy half. He's going to be providing Nathan Cleary with all the good service. And I think his running game is going to be deadly through those middle periods with the with the South forward tiring. Um, I think he's going to be very important with a little bit of spark out of dummy half as well as getting through work in the middle. Um, and for South, so I'm going to go Blake Taff uh, to win the Clive Churchill because i just like – I like I like me a Smokey, and I just think if he can get on the front foot early, and he can just start to play his game, those very damaging kick returns and uh, playing out the back of Cody Walker, he's going to be very he's going to be very good, and I'm I'm very keen to see how he goes in the next few years and how he uh, expands his game because he's really adapted to the pressure of the finals arena uh, very nicely. Like that field goal, predicting it now. <laughs> um,
0: what about you, Dylan? Clive Churchill.
1: Yeah, i also go one for both sides. And as you boys said, Cameron Murray for South. He's just their link man hitting uh, Reynolds and Walker out the back. And he has that X factor to run himself. To think he um, wasn't the lock of the year was pretty um, outstanding, obviously with Isaiah Yo there, he's probably a great player too. It's probably the best lock battle we'll probably ever come across, but I feel like on the other scale, if it's Penrith, it's got to be through Nathan Cleary. The X Factor, that man brings to that side, and you saw him out due to a shoulder injury and uh, uh, Origin. they sort of lost their tracks a bit and they didn't really know what to do without Nathan, but when he come back, he just steered the shit really nicely, and I think that's what he's going to have to do this week if they're to get up against South. He's going to need to be on point with his kicking, He's passing, his execution, his game management and as the captain he's going to need a lead from the front and give the boys a bit of power so I feel like if it's Penrith get up it's Cleary, if South get up it's Cameron Murray
0: Yeah for sure, uh, how controversial was that Cameron Murray not getting Dally M of the year, that was uh, again not me being a uh, bias South fan but just the year he's had uh, Origin um, the, the defense, defensive effort he's put in all year, I mean it is it was. I was shocked sitting there watching uh, the Dalian Night Two uh, and not seeing Cameron Murray get Lock of the Year for that one. That was really yeah. just confusing for me.
2: I personally had uh, Cameron Murray as the best lock this year. I have him as my best lock um, in the game at the moment, and. I can see Isaiah Yo getting it. Like, I can understand why he got it. I would have preferred Cam Murray to get it. But, look, Isaiah Yo deserves it uh, just as much. Like, they're both uh, premier locks in this competition, and there's not too much between them. The main one that I wanted to talk about in terms of the Dallium team of the year was Viliami Kikau getting it. Um, Hmm. Look, no disrespect to Viliami Kikau, but I didn't think he was – I don't even think he was in the top five second rowers this year, to be honest. Like, I nearly would have had guys like Satili Tupanua and uh, Homolo Olakuaatu in over the top of him. But Tup- look, he's a, yeah. he's a very good second rower. But you know, I probably wouldn't have had him in.
0: Tupanua was unreal this
2: season. He was
0: unreal. He uh, he, that must he, hurt you to say as a uh, Rabbit. Oh, fan. it hurt. It hurts bad. It hurts bad to say that. Um, but. Look, watching on just as a fan of rugby league, like the things that I saw him do, the shots that he put on every game just to give his team confidence. He had to move into the centers and even on the wing at one point too for the Roosters when they had all their injuries coming in. uh, I mean, here for sure, I'd have him as second row of the year. I just think the effort um, just went unrewarded in my opinion. Like. He, he, he was sensational.
2: Yeah. I think like, look, you could even make an argument that Viliamu Kikau wasn't the best second rower at Penrith this year. Like you could make that argument and I probably wouldn't disagree with you. Um, I Look, there's no disrespect to Viliamu Kikau as he is a great player, but I just didn't think he was one of the top two second rollers in the comp. Obviously, Dave Fafita and Angus Crichton probably would have been above him if, if it weren't for their suspensions, but Surely, when you're making a team of the year like this, is the best 13 that ran out onto the field this year. Who cares about suspensions? It's not the best and fairest award. It's your team mm. of the year. So, I think um, I think suspensions shouldn't play a part in whether or not you make the team of the year. I think it should just be the best 13 players that took the field.
0: Yeah, totally. And, I, and another one. Oh, look, I understand the two front rows of the year, but geez. Uh, jared warrior hargreaves you talk about how suspensions shouldn't play a part and the year that he had even um just looking back on him and this hurts so bad to say by the way um, upping all these roosters players but look um he played 80 minutes most games and for a front rower that is unheard of unheard of which is it just blows me away. Some of the some of the um, decisions there. You could even make an argument that Robbo was the coach of the year as well over Craig yeah. Bellamy as well. Um, not Are you sure say- you're a Rabbitohs fan? I am. A, <laughs> I am a Rabbitohs fan. Uh, don't don't doubt me on my Rabbitohs fan. Um, but look, um, just as a footy supporter in general, um, yeah. Look, I was just shocked at some of the calls there. But, but yes, I am definitely a South supporter um and i'm very happy that those guys didn't win wink wink um (laughs) but look they definitely deserved it
2: yeah um the and some of the people who didn't get like we'll we'll probably just move on to the next topic after this because um Hmm. enough talk about the dally because there is a lot of there's a lot lot of things with (laughs) this there's a lot of problems with the system um I think some of the guys who just didn't even get the respect of being nominated for team of the year, like you guys like Nico Hines, who was one of the best fullbacks all year. didn't even get a nomination. Junior Paulo uh, Hmm. played origin this year, not even a nomination. Uh, Bloody! Who else was I going to say Daniel Tupu? Like he deserved a nomination at least for winger of the year. Like mm. there's a few guys that have just been really hard, hard done by and disrespected really, uh, in terms of that Dallium team of the year. But that's enough of that. We'll probably just get. It. <laughs> I yeah. can sit here and talk all day about how the Dallium system's bloody not working at the moment. Oh, I'd
0: be right with you, mate. I'd be right with you. Uh, moving on, Wayne Bennett, the goat coach. Um, look, I can definitely agree with that. I think that. Uh, the things that he's done this year uh, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs have been unreal. He hasn't he's, he's been no he's been no Trent Robinson he hasn't survived through millions of injuries but he's sort of got this south side and oh uh, well the things that he's done over the past few years uh, have been unbelievable um in my opinion. What are
2: your thoughts? Dill, we'll pass you first. I've already spoken enough Yeah, today.
0: fair enough, fair enough.
1: <laughs> Dill, <Del, laughs> thoughts? Yeah, obviously, Wayne Bennett, no matter where he goes, whether it be the Dragons, the Knights, the Roosters, Brisbane, he's always up there in the finals and winning grand finals. Like, I think he's probably one of the best coaches, as we're talking about, to ever go around. But I feel like what he does really well, for example, when Blake Taff was first coming onto the scene in the um, round one of the finals, he just um knows what to do and how to play and he sort of took the all the lights off lights off Black Taff and sort of bring it on him and Ivan Cleary just to relieve a bit of pressure there for the young kids. So just his mind games, the way he coaches, what he gets out of his players, like we say, um Craig Bellamy um gets his players no matter who he plays, next man up mentality, and then you look at Wayne Bennett as well, like Jaden Seward. Jaden Sewer, he was playing reserve great at the start of the year. Someone like Blake Tafwe have touched on a lot. And all these all these middles, throughout his whole team, we could say, they didn't really have the best start or the best mid-range of the year, obviously losing to Penrith by 50. But the way their forwards have bounced back, their defences clicked, their attack have clicked, that left side's just outstanding. And I think that all comes down to the class of Wayne Bennett.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Jacob, the man of the hour. Let's, let's hear your thoughts, buddy.
2: <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, Wayne Bennett, look, I've said it before. I think Craig Bellamy is the greatest coach of all time, just based on what he's doing with the storm. But geez, Wayne Bennett's making a compelling argument at the moment. Um, if he is to win this competition with South, he'll be the first coach ever to win with three different clubs. Um, he's obviously how many grand finals has he won? I couldn't even tell you. Like it's just more than more than I can count on me, one hand. So um look. Wayne Bennett, the stuff that he does. It's so hard to go to a different club and to uh, get the systems in there to work and to get you towards a grand final. It's hard enough to do it with the one club. And I think um, if he is to win this, I'll probably say, I'll probably have to say, you know what, Craig, step aside. Wayne's probably the goat now um, (laughs) because I just think what Craig Bellamy has done is so ridiculous to create a powerhouse uh, like the storm, but geez, I reckon it's harder to go to a different club and to get them to win and then to go to another club and get them to win. Like he's just, a, he's a perennial winner, uh, Wayne Bennett. And uh, even like the stuff that he did at state of origin level, he took the, the worst Queensland side of all time in quotation marks um, to end yeah. up winning the series over, over a new South Wales side that's stacked with talent from top to bottom. So look, Wayne Bennett's building a very compelling argument. And if he is to win this game, I'd have to just tip my hat off to him and say, mate, you know what? You can take it. You're, you're the GOAT.
0: Oh, and you know what the crazy thing is? Um, Souths had a really good side uh, coached by Anthony Seibold, And Wayne Bennett's going really well at the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, and that was a huge controversial swap. But after the swap, South just kept going up, and then you've got Penrith. Oh, uh, sorry, not Penrith. You got Brisbane here, and they just start going on the decline, which is just well. It wasn't crazy. even a
2: decline. They jumped off a cliff. Oh, <laughs> <I know>. It <laughs> wasn't. It wasn't a steady deep It wasn't oh. a steady decline. They went from a top eight side to bloody wooden spooners. So that just like Wayne it Bennett was Wayne holding the club together, and yeah, it's, it's like, totally. even what he did, to take the Newcastle Knights of all teams to a prelim final was ridiculous. Like. Like Mm. I know people want to bag him and say, oh, the systems he put in place was the cause of those three wooden spoons in a row. Bullshit. If he was still there with those systems in place, they would be probably a final side still. So look, Wayne Bennett's just a ridiculous coach. Got um got you know he's gotten some really poor sides to the finals. He's gotten some he's turned some really good sides into great sides, into all time sides, like what he done with the Broncos as well. Like he's just, he's a freak. Mm. You could argue that um, yeah. if, if Wayne Bennett was still at the Broncos, you could argue that we'd be talking about
0: the Broncos and the Panthers right now.
2: Like that. Well, I'll tell you what, if Wayne Bennett was, if Wayne Bennett was still at the Broncos, Reese Walsh wouldn't be playing for the Warriors. Oh But yeah, he, yeah. Dave, Sam Dave Fafita wouldn't be at the Titans. Sam Walker wouldn't be at the Roosters. Like, if Wayne Bennett's still there, all those young talents stay and they turn into like a Panthers sort of team.
0: Could you imagine the side that Brisbane would have if Wayne Bennett was still coach and they didn't lose all those
2: players? Imagine <laughs> this, right? Anthony Milford underneath Wayne Bennett was a phenomenal player, but he was close to winning Dallium, I'm pretty sure. He was... Uh, should He was probably robbed of a Clive Churchill Just based on well, He was probably the favourite to win the Clive Churchill Up until about five minutes left to go in that game And um, Just imagine that you got Reece Walsh out the back At fullback, you got Anthony Milford Playing in form footy At six, then you get um, Then you get Sam Walker At the seven and who would they have at nine At the moment, mm. do you reckon they'd still probably have Andrew McCulloch if Wayne was there They'd probably opt to keep oh. that experience there Rather than go to Jake Turpin, like
1: some yeah, of the decisions
2: know. made just look. Some of the decisions made just show the class of Wayne Bennett. If he was there, he, he wouldn't have made those decisions. He would have been able to keep all those good good players. Oh. And then you add the players they've got now: Tessie New,
0: Jermaine, Asako, uh, Payne. Well, Payne Haas obviously was already there. Uh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head: Patrick Carrigan. You look at all the sides, the players that they have now coming through the system, plus all the players that they had kept. You are looking at a premiership side, so you could definitely argue that if Wayne Bennett was still at the Brisbane Broncos, we'd be talking about Brisbane versus Penrith right now in the grand final for sure. That's that's just my you thing. You
2: argue that, yeah. You could certainly argue that, and no, I wouldn't disagree with you. Like Penrith, uh not Penrith, uh, Broncos, uh, were building such a good side, and they would have had such a good course, like just some of the stuff that Wayne Bennett would have been able to do with those Broncos juniors and to get them all together and let go of the right ones keep the uh, and then keep the right ones as well like it's when you think about how the boards treated Wayne Bennett as well it's it's kind of ridiculous to be honest like where where the Broncos could have been what if it's just a whole bunch of what ifs to Broncos fans
0: they're just just crazy just just unbelievable like Look, we could talk about this all day, but um, <laughs> I don't think we'd all be both of the time. Um, this could turn into I think a Dylan
2: whole... wants to do a little bit of talking as well. Yeah, well, I'll
1: let you go, Dylan. I'll let you go. Come on, brother. <laughs> no, I was just going to touch in that obviously Bennett possibly move into that new Redcliffe team. And Munster also said that he would love to be coached by Wayne Bennett again. And for Munster to say that, he's probably one of the game's best players. And to say that he wants to be coached by Wayne Bennett again, and to leave someone like Craig Bellamy just shows what calibre of coaching style Wayne Bennett has and what he does for his players. He's just so instrumental in this South's team. And if they were to win, he's probably one of the top reasons why they are to win. Because if I think they have any other coach but Wayne Bennett, I just don't think they are where they um, are this week. That's
0: it for part one. Stay tuned for part two of the grand final preview.